episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 67. Today is Wednesday, August 30th. I'm meteorologist Jeff Forgeron, joined by Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Good afternoon, Jeff. Wait, it's not afternoon, it's morning. But it's kind of afternoon for you, right? Yeah, it is. It's almost lunchtime for me. Yeah. <laughs> you did um, your whole shift already. Yeah. Yeah, per usual. So, uh, Mark, man, things have changed out there weather-wise. I went down oh. to... Uh, I went down to visit some family and friends over the weekend, flew back in on Monday, came right through that marine layer, and everything was soaked from pretty heavy drizzle out there. So things have really changed in the weather pattern. Yeah, what a huge change from the warmest August on record. We think it may still end up being the warmest month on record. We'll see. But um, from 80s and 90s, suddenly down to 60s and 70s. I mean, uh, that marine layer, yeah, that came in Monday. Well predicted by our graph model, I should point out. Very important. And then, uh, and then um, since then, it's been cool. I, I'm sitting here, you know, I live kind of on the west slopes of the Cascades, east metro area, and it's all drippy this morning. Had another 1,200, 7-inch during the night. Yeah, I mean, it looks like late September, October. The summer feel is gone for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it's hugely beneficial for this fire season and our right. fires that are burning. We're going to talk about that coming up. We're going to obviously talk about the forecast. Things have really changed. Long-term forecast is looking much more fall-like. And but we also want to reflect on this August because it's kind of been a historic month in terms of the heat, um, not just for August standards, Mark, but also for just hottest month on record. You kind of mentioned that we still could uh, see the hottest month on record once we wrap it up. Yeah, it looks like it looks like we may just uh, we may still end up just above, depending on what happens today and tomorrow, temp wise. We may end up just above August of 2022 last year which was our warmest August and our warmest month on record. So we may have two Augusts back-to-back that are the hottest two months on record. And, you know, we should point out that at PDX, that's easier to do because of the, the nights. Not only, We know our climate is warming, right? Yeah, we're getting these hotter summers. But the overnight lows have come way up at PDX higher than at many other, you know, suburban or rural locations because of the urban heat island. That's pretty obvious. That sticks out in cities. But even if you take uh, rural, uh, rural places, I hate that word. I hate that word. But if you take the rural places, um, still summer's hotter. And, and, yeah. and we're, it'll be interesting in September to see how, like, as a whole, um, Western Oregon and Western Washington did this summer and this August specifically. But yeah, blazing hot until now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's and pouring outside, right? Jeff, I look outside and it's pouring. You know right? what I call that, Mark? An aggressive drizzle. Yeah, no, it's it's not drizzle. Oh, it's is it uh, showers. The, the, it's, the rain, it's actual raindrops. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's not yeah. just drizzle. <laughs> yeah, how to so, start a met fight, folks? That's how no, to start no, no. I, I I actually agree with you. Drizzle was Monday. Showers kind of passed started passing through yesterday, and obviously today as well, which is Wednesday. And Mark Mark said he lives on the west slopes of the Cascades, and we experienced something called orographic precipitation or orographic lift where uh the wind kind of banks right. up or hits the mountain slope causes the air to rise even more you need rising air to cre- create clouds and eventually precipitation and that really rings out the moisture a lot more uh versus the i5 corridor or areas down right. slope of uh, the cascades uh, i came to work yesterday jeff we live on or we work on the west side of town over kind of the edge of beaverton portland there and uh, it was all dry, and, and Riel, our evening anchor, she said, it hardly rained at my house. And I said, well, we kind of figured most of the showers would be central and east metro, and, and that that was the case yesterday. And what's left today is clearly on the east side of the metro as well, Clark we, County, too. 
on the back of the big weather monitor that we stand next to in the weather center uh, for our weather hits, Mark, you have a great graphic that you taped on uh, the back of the oh. monitor that shows the how the microclimates work here in the metro area and how we average much more precipitation east of I-5 or up along you know the Cascades as opposed to like just to the east of the coast range um, right. where there are a lot more farms and more sunshine. So one of these days we're going to have to bring that graphic into the weather podcast for all the viewers that are watching our podcast um, as opposed to just listening to it. So that's Mark, a great idea, Jeff, because I, you know, I have that a digital form as well. Oh, you do? One, one, you one do. boring day, like two or three years ago, I sat down and I did all the color contours. I hand contoured it on a weather graphics system. There must've been high pressure overhead or I was bored, but yeah, if you ever want to use that on air, it is ready to go with pretty TV colors. Yes. I love how you said it was it was high pressure overhead as, instead of saying, you know, it was a sunny day, a boring day in weather. Uh, well, we don't a, talk like that. We don't talk like regular nerd. people. You are a yeah. weather nerd. Um, Hot meat kettle black. Right. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of get into the forecast, Mark has – okay, so you're, t you're showing us a graphic here that kind of highlights yeah. – late August into mid-September rainfall stats. Yeah, yeah. My point here is this just shows August uh, August 20th to September 14th rain. So like the last 10 days of August and the first two weeks of September, do we ever get wet periods during that time? Like we're, it looks like we're going to see, are beginning to see and will see during this period. Um, yeah, sometimes we do, although it has not happened since 2019. Didn't you say 2019 was your first summer here, Jeff? It was, yeah. Yeah, that that and 2018, um, those two years, we had an inch and a quarter PDX during that time. I, I didn't look to see if it was late August or early September. Um, you go back to 2013, 2.13 inches during that time. 2010, it happened. And then I remember 2004 was, we had thunderstorms. We had really like a June or May type pattern with thunderstorms and some downpours. So that really, the rain out ball added up pretty quickly. But the point is every few Septembers, the ones highlighted in yellow here, Suddenly things do just kind of taper off. And I don't want to be too dramatic, but it's like summer kind of ends. Yes, there's still some warm days in September, but it's like some years, that's kind of the end of the uh, consistently warm and dry weather. And we just slip right into fall at the beginning of September. So folks, if that happens this year, that is not unheard of and it is not unusual. Just that we've gotten used to some Septembers being just, you know, a continuation of summertime. Some people are saying like anecdotally that this is false fall and uh, summer right. will return. And, um, well, you know, the, I don't you know, know. You, you know, the two of us have been looking at long range forecast models and guidance. And not just that, as we head into September, we're looking at similar sun angle to April. So do you think about, do you ever right. see, do we see heat waves and they, they don't line up perfectly? Of course, we see different patterns in April. We can even, we've seen snow in early to mid April. Um, not saying that's going to happen, but all I'm saying is this time of year heading into September, it's much more difficult to have heat waves or extreme heat because simply the, the sun angle is lower and um, that causes changes in our weather pattern. Right. Um, uh, did I, I'm trying to show another image. Can you see? Whoops, there we go. Can you see this one? Do you see temperatures or no? Are we still stuck on the uh, rain? Uh, it looks like it's trying to load up. I see you kind of like selecting graphics here. So um, while we're while we're on this topic uh, – Monday, we had some drizzly conditions. I think we ended up with three hundredths of an inch of rain at PDX. I didn't see the yesterday total. I don't even know if we officially recorded rainfall yesterday, but we did have some we showers. Did. We did. We had three hundredths of an inch, yeah. Oh, so two days straight, we had three hundredths of an inch. I think so. I think that's what we had. We had either two or three hundredths yesterday. Okay, so not some minor amounts, right? And then today, 
most of the showers will wind down this morning and then we'll see a drier afternoon, partly cloudy skies in the seventies. And then, um, and then we're going to really focus in on Thursday. Uh, that should bring us our first widespread rain since like, you know, June 18th or 19th. Yeah. Tomorrow uh, looks like just a steady, drippy, wet day. Maybe not that much rain, right? I mean, we we're seeing different numbers for the, for tomorrow, but it's just a system that just kind of sits over us the whole day, a little upper level low that it's moving South along the coastline. Yeah, you may have seen through our weather app or um, one of my social media posts this morning. We I, I posted one of the previous model runs, and it was pumping out. Uh, this this model was pumping out like a third of an inch to three quarters of an inch along the I five corridor. But it is backing off, and it's kind of now it's kind of in line with the North American model, the NAM model. Um, we're looking at more like a you know a tenth to a quarter of an inch, which is still going to be beneficial this time of year, late August. Yeah, and good rain over the mountains. We always get more over the mountains. Um, here's your NAM model, and you can see, yeah, maybe a quarter inch at most in the Battle I-5 corridor. Does that look about yeah, right? Quarter inch at yeah, most? And if you're like seeing this visually, if you're not just listening, um, the green shades are the lighter amounts of rain in our valleys. And then those blue shades and in some cases, orange shades are higher totals up, the, uh, up in the Cascades. And look at that, Mark. Even central and parts of eastern Oregon are going to get some decent rainfall totals um yeah so oh do you see the zoom action i do Did you zoom nice. on you yeah nice look at that let's go even closer yeah so the blue would be maybe a half inch in the cascades there's a one inch of government camp so um that's pretty cool that tells me that uh these fires are really going to be on life support by the, by the time we finish this up can um, i use a term that one... you've used really quick can i go use ahead. a term that you've used before termination sure. dust Ooh. Oh, it's, um, yeah, well, termination dust. Oh, that's the snow up in the mountains, right? Well, it's, it's not like snow everywhere, of course, but, um, I was looking at the High freezing up. level. The freezing level looks like mm -hmm. it can drop maybe down to 9,000, 9,500 feet. So I think some of our local peaks might get their first snow of, of the season. Yeah. This is the uh, wharf GFS. You're right. The top of Mount Hood, when we clear out, when we clear out, should have some snow at the top, I would think. It'd be yeah. kind of a little, like a little frosting. This yeah. is the Wharf GFS model. It's a little wetter still. This is this morning's run. And I think the uh, the colored area, let's see, the colored is 0.2. It, I'm sorry, the blue area is 0.2. So this would say a quarter. It's still going a little heavier, quarter to at max half inch here in the valleys. It's pretty widespread. Look how it goes. I like this one. It goes all the way down into southwest Oregon. Look at those. Uh, and this is right over the, probably the areas where we have the worst fire conditions right now, east and west of Roseburg, yeah. Cascades yep. into the west. So this would be great because it was amazing how oh. that lightning event sparked oh. so many fires. I was dozens just thinking about that. Of fires. Yeah. It was so like the last podcast we recorded late last week, we were wrapping up that thunderstorm event and uh, all those new fires that started in Southwest Oregon. We were, we were briefly during that podcast starting to see the Camp Creek fire up near Sandy, up near um, the Bull Run Reservoir. Um, and right. that one kind of took off this, you know, over the weekend because of the heat wave and this, man, this rain, this, this pattern could not have arrived, uh, at a better time. Just in time. If we would have had more hot weather or an east wind right after that, we would have had a blow up like we had the, in 2020. So that's good news. So, yeah. So the good and news is fire wise, I, I just checked the fire forecast from the Northwest Coordination Center and they say minimal chance for large new fires breaking out for the next seven days, obviously, because they just see the cool pattern. The, even in this 
even though the, the really big fuels are extremely dry, the driest of the year, they will gradually moisten over the next week. So good stuff all around. We're not saying fire season is over, but some years like those wet periods, like the ones I had highlighted, those, those late summers and early fall, sometimes fire season just kind of tapers off and that's it. So just because it's extremely hot and dry in July and August does not mean a disaster is going to happen in September necessarily. It all depends on what happens with the weather. That's my, and I'm, that's my I'm sermon so grateful for today. That- yeah, I'm grateful that this is not playing out like September 2020 when we had an east wind, right. a big east wind arrive before the fall rain. We're actually getting the fall rain before a big east wind. So um, best case scenario, I would say. And then I don't know, Mark, if you have an upper level weather pattern um, forecast. I do not. Selected. Okay, so high pressure systems, big big ridges of high pressure tend to bring us heat, Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason why we feel relatively confident in the extended forecast staying relatively unsettled is because the big ridge that would normally bring us heat late summer into early fall is staying. It looks like it's going to stay offshore over the Pacific Ocean, and that's that's just going to keep the door open to more disturbances dropping in from the Gulf of Alaska that would bring, you know, the cooler pattern, the wet pattern, it, it, even higher humidity with the marine layer seems, um, you know like something we can count on right right so that covers our weather pretty well i think right that covers our weather cloudier than normal yeah right and i wanted to make mention that uh something that happened this morning uh, nationally we had a big hurricane hurricane idalia that made landfall in florida's big bend region uh this made landfall it it actually strengthened to a category four overnight early this morning mark that's right but then As it made landfall, it uh, was downgraded to a Category 3, but it still brought uh, really intense storm surge where the water rises and gets forced inland. So there was big-time um, saltwater intrusion to um, the Florida coastline. Heavy rain. Uh, there were tornado watches, I think a few tornado warnings down in central Florida. And that system is quickly moving up to the north. I think as we were uh, wrapping up Good Day Oregon this morning, Mark, it was already down to a Category 1 hurricane, so it was weakening pretty rapidly. But um, there are still going to be big impacts in Georgia, South Carolina. The system looks like it's going to swing offshore of the southeast or mid-Atlantic coastline, and then um, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out in the future. But uh, yeah, hurricane season is definitely ramping up. So basically, you're saying you had all sorts of fun and I was asleep. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I missed it all. You know, fun is the probably not the right term. I was covering a destructive storm, but uh, right. yeah, there was plenty to talk about this morning in weather. Plenty of meteorological uh, fun, I should say. But uh, it, since it's not in our area, you know, obviously it doesn't affect our viewers, but pretty interesting stuff for sure. No doubt. So, yeah, yeah that's our check on our local weather. And of course, that's our check on uh, the tropics as well. Try something new hey, here on the playing. podcast. We're going to bring in some familiar faces, some old faces that you might recognize. Um, we're bringing in two meteorologists that were part of the weather team oh so long ago. Uh, down in the <laughs> bottom right hand corner there is Brian McMillan, who's up in Seattle now. Hey, Brian. Guys, it's, it's, it's a reunion. I'm loving this. I love it. I miss you all so much. <laughs> we and miss then, you too. And then in the bottom left, if you're watching the podcast, not just listening, we have Ann Campolongo, who's yeah. in Iowa now. Hey, Ann. Hi. I honestly did not know. I thought the video was going to be for our chatting. Personal and I didn't know it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't library. know I needed to look 
Like, you guys yeah. look pretty nice and whatever. It's fine. You always look nice, Anne. Thank always. you, Brian. Yes. You look great. I just had a facial, so my face looks good. <laughs> TMI? No? Okay. No. <laughs> and I, again, I'm curious, where are you Where are you at right now? Because I see a lot of, like, concrete behind you and all that. Where are I'm, you at? In my condo. You this is your condo? Cool. This is my condo. Is this a see, tornado see, shelter? It is. <laughs> it could be. I am on the first floor. Oh, good. I oh, shouldn't be I'll telling see. people that. So yeah, someone could be finding me. <laughs> you can you say guys that. actually have real tornadoes out there. We do. Oh my gosh, the weather out here has been crazy. Um, so, so crazy. So we should point yeah. out to our viewers and people yeah. that maybe are new because you know TV things change quickly in television broadcast news. So two years ago, for for about three years, we were the same weather team, right? We were yeah. all. Everybody was working at KPTV. That's um, right. I'm sorry, three years, all four of us. Brian was here for like forever. But um, 12 years. I was there 12 years. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, about two years ago, you both left and went to different places. So first, uh, tell us who, where, where you, well, we know who you are. <laughs> but tell, tell us where you went first and where did you go? I went to Des Moines, Iowa. I'm at KCCI. Ooh, the powerhouse KCCI, the powerhouse of Des Moines. Yeah. Right. Yes. The okay. legacy station here. <laughs> Which shift are you working in? Oh. Oh, I'm on, I'm on the Brian shift. Actually... I, I, so I do like 10 to six, which was your old shift at Fox 12. So oh, I do the, yes. yeah, the nice day side shift. Um, but I've been filling in since our chief left. So I've been on night side, which I really enjoy for last month and it'll be all of September as well. Okay. What about you, Brian? Where'd you go? I went, where'd I go? You guys know where I went. Cause uh, you came up and visited me, but I, I went to see, you're right. I went to Seattle and I am the morning meteorologist up here for, what we call Good Day Seattle. I know Jeff, you're on Good Day Oregon. We're on Good Day Seattle. Where did There's you good get that name. I have no idea. Did you steal that uh, from us? Well, it's all over the country. You know, there's Good Day LA, there's Good Day New York, oh. there's Good Day uh, Santa Fe. I'm I'm making that one up. I don't know if that's true. But uh Santa Fe. Hey. But yeah, uh so I'm on from four thirty in the morning till ten o'clock every day. That's crazy. Ooh. Yeah. How has that shift been? I'm actually curious. Sorry. How's the shift Sorry, been? It's, yeah. it's, it is, uh, well, it's a lot of fun. I mean, we, we have really good people on this, on this, uh, shift. It is, it's a lot of, lot of TV. So I've had help with Abby Acone, who's been uh, working with me. So a few days a week, she'll take over that first hour and a half. That's, that's helped kind of break things up for me uh, so I can have the energy for, you know, the, the, right. uh, six, six, seven, eight o'clock shifts. Can I, so basically can I just... you go out for coffee during that time. Yeah. <laughs> I just sleep in a little yeah. longer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I just say we're we're close enough to where Anne has taken over the podcast and she is asking people questions now for us. Thank you. Anne. I thought that was pretty good. Anne just took control. That's good. That's, that's a good skill to have, Anne. <laughs> Thank you. So we um, should point out that Brian's at a sister Fox station as well. I guess we can say because uh, yes, you're a Fox I am. affiliate. We are Fox affiliate. Anne, are you CBS or NBC? CBS. CBS. Do you produce newscasts for another station in town like we do for our uh, PDX TV? I mean, we, Fox 12 Plus. <laughs> we have a, we have a, um, uh, what's it called? Me TV Des Moines or something. I forget. It's on 8.2. So we do like one show Ooh. there during the week, but that's it. 8.2. 8.2. Okay. Yeah. And Brian, okay. do you guys do you produce a newscast for another station or no? We do on the weekends uh, for our weekend morning shift, and then for some of our evening newscasts, we have a Fox thirteen plus as well. So we, oh, just like you guys have Fox twelve plus, we have Fox thirteen. Funny plus. how that works. 
Mark yeah, and so I figure my next questions here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. No, that's okay. This is it. we knew this this point of the podcast things would like flow out of control suddenly. Brian, do I hear noise behind you, Brian? What's going on there? Where well, we have you? another show. We have another show going on right now. Uh, oh. It's called Studio Thirteen Live. You're probably going to hear some guitar music uh, behind us <laughs> we shortly. Live music in the podcast now, you have live music and everything. Uh, yeah, there's a, a lifestyle show that happens after our Good Day show that goes from ten to eleven, and and that's what's happening behind me right now. Sometimes I get to do that show though, um, uh, as like a game show host, or if they travel, I'll go and I'll do a bunch of segments out oh. in the field and stuff like that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You're perfect That's for cool. that, though. You know? Yes, you are. <laughs> I learned from Andy, and I learned from uh, <laughs> you know from from doing it when I was filling in for him and all of that stuff as well. How to have fun and still yeah. do the weather out in the field. So yeah, yeah, good <laughs> good times. All right, uh, my turn for a riveting question. Jeff is uh, taking control again. <laughs> okay, so Brian has been in the Northwest still, so similar weather pattern. But Brian and Anna, I'm going to ask you the same question. I want Anne to go first, though. Um, Anne, in the time that you've been away or that you've gone to Des Moines, been that away. you've been in your new home, it, it feels like she's going to come back at some point, right? We, we all <laughs> hope and dream that she'll be back in the Northwest sometime soon. But Anne, what's, the, what's been the biggest, I mean, huge difference in climate out there in Des Moines. Yeah. What's been the biggest uh, weather event that you've covered out there? Um, definitely my first year was in the F4 tornado um, wow. And that was my Ooh. like first day doing severe weather coverage, like wall to wall, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I had help. So it was me and another Met, but just the tornadoes out here, the hail is insane. Storms can just pop up and, you know, go severe really quickly. It doesn't take much. You know, I just remember working in uh, Portland and, you know, we'd be like, oh, how much Cape, you know, is that going to be enough to get anything in Portland? <laughs> And here it's like the so the, the threshold is really low. <laughs> so um, it's definitely brought back all the you know all the stuff you learn in school about Midwest weather and mid latitude cyclones and and fronts and stuff. Um, but the severe weather has been crazy, and also the derecho that we got, which was Ooh. also insane last oh, December. That's right. Yeah. So it's like you know you hear about all these weather events happening around the country, but you never think you'd be part of it. And then next thing you know you're part of it. So whenever we, there was like a tornado breakout and things like that, we would always check in on Anne. we'd text yeah. her and we, hey, you guys doing okay. You having fun out there? <laughs> yeah. And she made it. She survived. Hey, I got a question for you, Anne. Mm -hmm. What's a good Cape value? What, when do you guys get excited? Like, Ooh, something might really get going today. Um, I feel like, you know, if we've got, I don't know, I don't want to say like, cause what was our threshold in Portland again? Like 2,500. 500, oh, 500. Yeah. I forgot. Sorry. I've been, a, I've been excused for a while. 2000. We're dead. <laughs> Good Lord. I don't remember. Okay. I mean, honestly, like a thousand here, potentially if we've got enough shear and if we've got enough moisture and something comes through, that would be enough. Really quick. Wow. There were three things that uh, came up that the, the, you know, the person that, the people that are listening that are not necessarily weather nerds may not quite understand. So tornadoes are Who categorized. <laughs> hey, you never know, Mark. You never know. Tornadoes are categorized on the enhanced Fujita scale from EF0 to EF5. EF0 is the weakest. We see those here in Portland. And right. EF5 <laughs> would be the most intense. And EF5 could basically remove a home from its foundation and probably actually remove 
asphalt from a street. So it's really intense. Anne experienced an EF4 tornado. She was covering that. So that's pretty high on the scale, and that's uh, something I never want to encounter. Um, she was yeah. not in it. Just to be clear, she was not in the EF4, right? <laughs> she may not be with us again if she ever was in okay. an EF4 tornado. Okay, so, good. All right. And, and so she said that. She also mentioned CAPE. Uh, CAPE is the energy uh, that is available for a thunderstorm to develop in, uh, convective available potential energy. So we, nice. we see that in a forecast nice. and we look at uh, that scale. If if we have, you know, three to 500 um, CAPE or joules per, per kilogram, I think, of CAPE, uh, that's a lot in Portland. But if we have over a thousand in the central United States, that's enough to create severe weather or severe thunderstorms. Right. Um, I think I covered all the, the nerdy. I think you there. did all the okay, technical cool. talk there. Um, so Anne, so Anne is alive, and you've had basically you have a lot more exciting weather there. That's the big yeah. Message, right? It's definitely like any time of the year. I feel like you can have something crazy, like severe weather here. It was like March. The ES four that we had was in March, the early part of March, um, all the way through December. We had the derechos in December, so we've got spring severe, we've got almost a summer severe, and then winter at times. That's Sorry nice. about the music here behind me. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, kind of music is it? Guitar what? I think it's guitar. I think somebody's going to be singing here shortly. Oh, um, right. Yeah. And, and if, if they do that, it'll probably last for about three minutes. So would it be possible to take a three-minute break uh, in that no. time? I don't think so. I like we're it. Gonna, we're going to okay. part of the fun. It. Oh, yeah. Well, let me get through and, my part then and yeah. my most memorable. Uh, yeah. There's been a – obviously – our weather very similar to what you guys experience in Portland and what really? I got to experience <laughs> for a very long time. So, I mean, we had a, a pretty significant ice storm up here in the Seattle area as well. Uh, that was one where I had to spend the night uh, down the ho- down the road at a hotel, just just a couple blocks away, and walk to work, and then. Um, and then I couldn't go home because the the freezing rain kept falling in the morning hours all the way till about now eleven or twelve o'clock, and then it wouldn't melt. It took forever to melt. But I was finally at four o'clock. I remember in this ice storm, I was like, you know what? I'm going home. The roads look fine enough. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I, I I took the Mark Nelson approach here because you know just go. You just go. <laughs> cross your fingers and hope that it all turns out all right. Well, it did. I got all the way to my road. Now I live on a hill and this hill is pretty steep. And my wife said, you know what? Why don't you just park at the bottom of the hill great and idea. then walk up? You know, it sounds like a great idea. Ice Very axe, just like exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I got there and at that point it was normal rain. And I asked one of my neighbors who's at the bottom of the hill, I was like, how is it going up? And he's like, well, it's, it seems fine about halfway up. And he, I said, you know what? I don't want to walk. I'm going to go for it. So I, <laughs> I decided to drive up the hill and I got all the way up and then I got to my driveway and I didn't think about my driveway because it was so slick and there was probably a good half inch of ice on, on the driveway. And I got in and my car started to slide. And thankfully my wife had shoveled some snow earlier, uh, you know, the day before. And otherwise my car would have gone all the way down the oh, hill. Oh man. And Yikes. Did you have studs? Uh, no, I did not. You had no. no studs and you did that on ice? Uh, yeah, I was stupid. It was stupid. I should know better. I, I, I laughed about home. it. You I laughed about home. it because I, I spent, you know, hours telling people not to do what I did. <laughs> and then of course. <laughs> you know, but sometimes we all got to learn our lessons the hard way. And yeah. uh, thankfully, it didn't end up real bad. 
That's a nice Those... little story, Brian. That's a good <laughs> there you go. Sort of story. Yeah, good. Anne yeah, you know, Anne doesn't have to worry about that because it's flat, so there are no hills. Yeah, it's pretty right? flat. I'm only five minutes from the station, so it's pretty convenient. Honestly, I like that. Oh, that's wow. so nice. That's where I, I lived. Yeah, I'm five minutes away. <laughs> yeah, I was five minutes away in Portland, and now I'm yeah. in the middle of the night, about twenty-five minutes away. Oh, that's kind of far. Yeah, yeah, quite a ways. So, so in the couple of years that you guys have been gone, weather has almost killed both of you. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when we leave. Yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, and so both of you have been there about two years at your current stations. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, Ann and I both left around the. We both left Portland around the same time, and uh, yeah, it was it was. I mean, this was such a wonderful weather team. And Mark, we honestly mm -hmm. we learned so much from you. I, I I am so thankful. Well, and I know Ann is too that we got to work with you for as long as we did. I mean, we just sucked in every piece yeah. of information we could from you, and, and not only as you know a forecaster, but as a leader and all of that stuff too. So. Uh, we're just, I'm super thankful that we got to have you as, oh, as a chief for so long. Yeah. Thanks. You know, I figure as I get older, you know, you guys know I'm in my mid fifties now. There, so old. A, there's a party behind you. Uh, yeah. People are laughing at that joke that I just told. <laughs> oh, Brian, Brian is so funny. Ha 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 ha. Um, uh, burn. I just, I just find as I go through life, okay, deep thoughts here. As I go through life, each person I've worked with, it's like you, you kind of gain a little bit more either knowledge or like, oh, you know, here's something I do differently with somebody. And, and I don't know, you just, I enjoy even the people that are weird and strange that I've worked with, not you two. Okay. We all know people that are kind of off and strange and whatever. It's like, I, I just try to enjoy them and like, okay, that person's kind of quirky. And, and, and I don't know. I wasn't like that in my twenties and thirties. I feel like <laughs> I'm not like that. That's a good point that you say that. I feel like, you know, I get annoyed now. Mark, I've, I've turned into you, maybe. I have my cold heart from working in TV news for almost eight years. People annoy me, and I get so annoyed. I can see that, Anne. She's not going to put up with that stuff. No, no. Yeah. It just makes me think of, like, production people or, you know, um, camera operators or whatnot. Like, we had some fun people like Terrence and Joe and Gordon. That's, right. <laughs> That's what Gordon, I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, you just gotta enjoy them, and you know people change over time too. Sometimes right. somebody might annoy you, and uh, they might be kind of hard to work with, or maybe they're going through some life crisis, and it's like suddenly they get better. Yeah. And I've seen that happen as well, like just change. Wow. Uh, do you did you just say do you have camera people there at either of your stations? Are there physical people on the cameras? We did when I started, um, and then we switched to robotic cameras, like you guys have. So now we don't. Okay, same with you, Brian. Right? It's robotic. I'm turning back on my audio. You're going to hear oh. some music in the background. We, I kind of like that. I think you should leave it on. This this is live TV, folks. Uh, but uh, no, we don't. Actually, it's all been robots since I got here as well. So uh, just like back at Fox 12. So n nobody on the floor. It's kind of lonely if it's just you out there. It really is. Yeah. You know, it, it's just funny. Most people wouldn't know, like, for example, when we do a weekend newscast, that there's all of maybe one producer, one director. We no longer have sound people. We might have, so it's one, two, there could be like four or five, five people in the building for that entire 10 p.m. newscast. Our, our operations, at local TV stations are very efficient nowadays, that's for sure, compared to very, even 10 years ago. Yeah. And very slim. You, you both, like, when I, when I joined the station back in 2019, I have, like, these vivid memories of <laughs> meeting both of you. So when I came in for an interview. Me and uh, Brian? Both you and Brian, yeah. So Brian okay. wasn't there when I was interviewing. So I came in for my interview, and 
our general manager, who was our news director at the time, Corey, gave me a station tour and she brought me into the weather center and both you and Mark were in there. And I remember seeing the image of Mount Hood on the ski bowl camera. And then, and uh, you and I kind of just chatted and you gave me some just general idea of what it was like to work at Fox 12 and just gave me like a really good vibe coming in. Mm. And then Brian, you trained me. Uh, and the probably the funniest part was I, Did I have a day off again. Is that why? Probably. No, it was vacation day. I was there in like the noon, the noon show. Oh, time yeah, frame. Right. yeah. Um, so you were, you were out in Corbett doing something, Mark, but Brian trained me and I remember kind of working on the forecast and Brian, I remember you watching soccer in the weather center. Oh yeah. He did a lot of that. And then, and then like 10 minutes later, Brian turned to me. He's like, do you want to go hit up that food truck? And I was like, yeah, let's go do it. So yeah, we remember that, you know, how the food truck would come to the atrium down the street. I do. I do. That's right. So I wanted to ease you into things, Jeff. And and I think the world, it was the, it wasn't just any soccer game. It was, I think it was the world cup or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, No, Brian worked really hard. I don't mean to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shift. You did. No, I, yeah. and, and no, you trained me up and uh, you were like a big brother to me and you still are, uh, Brian. And um, you were raising your young kids. You still are. And now my wife is pregnant. So I that's crazy, uh, so right? like I'm kind of following your footsteps a little bit over here at Box 12. So that's right. My kids now, uh, they're both playing soccer. I'm coaching. Uh, I'm coaching my son's team and my, my daughter's playing as well. <laughs> and uh, they are. What are they now? They're six and nine. Wow. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh, life happens fast. Do you have any new kids we don't know about? No new kids. Okay. Nope. <laughs> has that ship sailed? <laughs> that ship has sailed, Mark. Oh, geez. <laughs> all right. All, all done. All oh, done. Oh boy, yeah. Leave it to Mark. And Anne, you were lucky because well, one thing about moving back to the Midwest, you're much closer to family. How far? Yeah. You, how, how far is it to drive or fly home now? Well, I don't fly, but I drive mostly. It's like nine hours, eight and a half. Do you so just not a long fly day. because you're afraid to fly, or do you just... No, there's no direct flights. There's no direct flights, so it's like, one. what's that saying? One half dozen of the other. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's six and one half dozen of the other, whatever it is. Right. Because it would be like the same amount of flight time or flying time that as it would driving almost. Anne only does non-stops. That's right. First class, non-stops. Oh, very, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, very particular. I'm, otherwise, I'm driving. Yeah, and, and I take honestly, I take Flynn with me a lot, so that's the main reason. I, fly, I drive. First, first Flynn, class, yeah. my God! Oh, oh yeah, where is Flynn? Yeah, Flynn talk is, about, yeah, talk about well, Flynn. I rescued is, Flynn in Portland Flynn? right before yeah, he left um, Fox Twelve. I rescued him from the Great Pyrenees Rescue Society. There's a lot of Pyrenees in the Northwest because of the climate, which makes sense. And um, he is not with me right now. He's actually in Ohio, but I. Oh, drive him home to my parents guy. when I go visit, and he comes with me. So that's me. No, that's a big reason why I drive. Yeah, of course. You can take that dog with you. No, no, he's like ninety pounds, and he doesn't do. He only does first class as well. He wants that <laughs> big seat, most likely. <laughs> he would need that big seat. He might have some flight anxiety. Oh my gosh, he has storm anxiety, guys. Oh uh, no! Yeah. What do you do? It's well, since he's been on my parents, my big mom boy. says he's gotten better. But when he's like the storms in Iowa, they're loud. Lots of lightning, thunder, hail sometimes, you know. Um, and I just you know. realized <laughs> we had a one severe weather day last August. And I came home and he had, I had this um, like screen door on my, to go out to my back patio. And he had 
ripped it down because he was trying to get outside because well. he was pawing at the door. He's just scared. He's it's like I don't know what started it, what caused it, but he just gets nervous. So yeah, yeah. Benadryl. Yeah, it's hard because you don't know how to. Cons- it's hard to console them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got like the the high the drugs the meds for him, but. They're like oh. the ones that make them like kind of loopy and just like out of it, and they last a long time. So yeah. the next oh. day he's still like dragging, and I'm like, "This is not fun to see." So right. we're working yeah. on it, but it's just kind of ironic. Not, not oh, to be a downer here, but I did oh, want to bring something up, and uh, and, and, and let me know so if if we don't want to talk about it, Mark. But uh, <laughs> your chicken patch, yeah, too soon. Um, he's a big boy is is too, so. is. Is on her last legs, or is she, it, and, and this 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 on. chicken? She's is she on. she's not with she, us anymore? She crossed know, the we, Rainbow Bridge. Yes, she has. She has gone into uh, wherever. Um, now, now, Anne, Anne, and Patch had a history. Yeah, yeah they we did. did. In fact, on our podcast, we <laughs> talked about this. You have to go back way back. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I fit. Go ahead. And and yeah. and do you still harbor resentment for Patch, or have you have you? Uh, have you guys, you know, did you did you uh, kind of make up uh, before she she passed Possibly. on? Well, I feel bad. I didn't get to like console, you know, say our last words before she passed. So she yeah. might still hold resentment against me, against me too. I don't know. <laughs> feel bad. Oh, patch. I'm just not a chicken gal. You know, that's what I learned. You know, not yeah. all gals are chicken gals. Some gals are duck gals. Some gals are cow gals. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. A lot of cow gals out here. Corn yeah, gals. Corn gals. Hog <laughs> cows. Yeah, yeah hogs. Oh, hog gals doesn't sound good, but you know. What for, I mean. for those that don't know the story, and and uh, house sat Mark for Mark and had to. <laughs> she didn't house uh, sit me. No, she didn't house sat you. While I was on vacation, okay. we'll get a nurse to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that old. Uh, <laughs> uh, and was there and had to take an egg an egg out of out from under the chicken and uh and you were getting pecked at and everything right it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stick it in there just grab it the egg <laughs> world's remain. smallest breed of chicken folks the world's smallest breed of chicken the size of a pigeon and it scared Anne. it was bigger oh. than a pigeon she was a big gal oh, Mark, bigger than a pigeon so, it was like a small turkey she Mark. she had a she had a big personality i think i think that was it it was, was so it? scary opening the coop door and just like all these eyes looking at you with their beaks. Like it was just not. It was scary. It was honestly scary. Yeah. That's what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Anne, Anne, is it true that you have to go to the airport? Do we we have to cut this short? Don't we? Yeah, eventually. I have one yeah. thing I want to say though, because when okay. you mentioned Mount Hood, Jeff, because um, you know when you see, you can see Mount Hood and it's so majestic, and any of the mountains in the Northwest, around Rainier, you know, even for right. uh, where Brian is. But I don't have any mountains out here, and I do miss that a lot. But we have the state capitol here in Des Moines, and it's actually a really, really pretty building. And so anytime I see it, like you can see it coming in from the highway or when I'm driving downtown, and I call it like my Mount Hood of Iowa. But it's oh, state that's capital. neat. That's kind of cool. Yeah, this big gold dome. It's really, really, it's really pretty. So I always think of Mount Hood when I see it. Yeah. Well, we so miss sorry. both of you guys, but it's yeah, so do. fun to catch up. It's like it, 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 with like it old is. friends, old yeah. friends, old coworkers. You get back together. It's like we were never apart. And we have a group it chat. Feels, we keep in touch. Sorry, we do. We actually yeah. have a we have a text message chat yeah. that we you know every couple of days it starts picking back up again, and we still talk to this day on it. It's so great, and and yeah, like fun. you guys seriously have become best friends, and and uh, uh, I can't wait to see you all again. Let's make it happen. 
Let's have a reunion. Yeah. We need yeah. to. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, guys, thanks for taking the time to to join us here on the on the podcast, yeah. and um, you know, hopefully the weather cooperates and doesn't try to kill you anymore in the next in the coming years. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Please tell us.